Yeah, we got a busy night of basketball tonight. Lloyd Noble Center, 6 o'clock. The Sooners and the Longhorns on ESPN. Big game. Obviously, the Sooners up to number 11 in the rankings in the AP released yesterday. Texas has won four in a row in Norman. Max Azmus, former Oral Roberts University star, leading the Longhorns in scoring. 18 points per game, 40% from three. Texas, super talented. But uh, right now they are thirteen and five, two and three in the Big Twelve, unranked. The Sooners at fifteen and three, three and two in the league. So a big one at the LNC, and then tonight at the Paycom Center at seven o'clock, Portland visits the Oklahoma City Thunder. Remember, OKC beat the Blazers by sixty-two at the Paycom Palace twelve days ago, and with a win tonight, Oklahoma City would be number one in the West, and they are heavily favored in this matchup tomorrow night. Thunder will be at San Antonio. That's an ESPN game at 8.30. Last night, Victor Wimanyama, 33 points, 18 rebounds at Philadelphia. The only problem is Joel Embiid had 70 points and 18 rebounds for the Philadelphia 76ers. So basketball to talk about here in a little bit. We're going to start today in the world of recruiting. The final 250 rankings are out. Uh, 247 and Rivals, Parker Thune, what do you think? Any surprises to you that uh, are like glaring errors in your opinion? Or is there <laughs> any like a subheadline? Well, what? how about uh, EPL? 20, how about 247 not having EPL among amongst the ranks of the blue chips? And which he was 33 in Rivals, I 33 believe. overall for Rivals, just outside of five star territory. Not only that, but. Michael Hawkins also being a three-star 88 over on 24-7 is something that I just cannot find justification for. I I, I would love someone to explain that to me because I don't know. Okay, so I must have uh, not copied this down right because you said Jaden Jackson was 188 in the Rivals rankings. That is is correct. All right, I need to add that. So looking at Rivals, the final rankings came out for 247 and for Rivals. Parker's a Rivals guy, so we're going to start with Rivals. David Stone at number five, Eddie Pierre-Louis at 33. And if you just see him run, track and field run, you know, at that size, I don't know how you can't have him in the top 50 somewhere. I mean, crazy. Taylor Tatum was 51. You had Nigel Smith at 104. Uh, B.J. Brooks making uh, making some moves, man. 133, and you talked about it. He was very impressive uh, at some of these All-Star games. Zion Kearney, 139. Danny Okoye, 164. Michael Hawkins, 167. And Rivals, Jaden Hardy, 185. Jaden Jackson, 188. Devon Mitchell, 214. And Jeremiah Newcomb at 248 in Rivals. So, there you go. Anybody that you think is uh, underrated on that list? I know you like Jeremiah Newcomb a lot. I like Jeremiah Newcomb a lot. Yes, that's a good place to start. I think he's somebody that could outperform that ranking and then some when he gets to campus for Oklahoma. I mean, great football bloodlines, right? Awesome pedigree. Mm -hmm. Dad Bobby won a national championship at Nebraska, played in the NFL as a wide receiver, and Jeremiah has been one of the finest lockdown corners in the, well, I shouldn't say the Pacific time zone because I guess Arizona is kind of its own time zone. But one of the finest quarters, corners in the western portion of the United States ever since his freshman season at Queen Creek High School in Castile, Arizona. So big fan of his. Uh, obviously, I think Jaden Jackson being at 188 still is under, great. Still feels un, a little underrated. bit too low to me. 
Um, and how about the big late riser? And that would be B.J. Brooks. There's always that one guy for Oklahoma every single year. 247 moved him from 308 to 73. Yeah, how about that? And That's I think a jump right there. Last year it was Samuel Masigo that took a big jump late. Uh, this year it's B.J. Brooks, and he was already a blue chipper across the industry, but his performance at the All-American game really cemented him as what I expect will be a consensus top 150 player when all of the final updates come in. I mean, he was undeniable. He manhandled everybody and really, really strong eval by Bill Biedenboe and the Oklahoma staff that is already paying off in spades. Now in rivals, uh, we see David Stone at 17 from number seven, which is Williams when area was number six. Now Stone is rated by rivals, you guys, uh, ahead of Winery, Taylor Tatum, uh, 48 from 36. B.J. Brooks from uh, 273 from 308. Zion Kearney, uh, 133. Reggie Powers, uh, 169. The defensive back who was previously committed to Michigan State. Nigel Smith, 176. Jaden Hardy, 178. They had Jaden Jackson, 189. Ivan Carrion. It's Carrion now, right? Carrion, yes. Yeah. Good uh, call. 206. Devon Mitchell, 216. Devon Mitchell was 214 in rivals, the tight end. James Nesta did make the 250. Good for him. From 247 at 231. Devon Mitchell, again, reclassified. He should be going through his senior year next year. Yep. So that's probably why you see Devon Mitchell, who a lot of people think, you know, got superstar potential at the tight end position, but clearly. His rating is affected by reclassifying, right? I would have loved to have seen him paired with some quarterbacks that could throw the ball worth a crap at the All-American game because that group of quarterbacks was rough, and it cost Devon Mitchell. He didn't catch a pass in the actual game, didn't really get an opportunity to impress in the practices. And, you know, him being in the top 250 across the board is – that's encouraging – because it means they're not completely dismissing what he's put on tape and what he is physically as a prospect. Would like to see him a little bit higher, but I understand based on what he didn't get to do at the All-American game why he wasn't given the opportunity to really elevate in the rankings. Good for James Nesta, man. Glad to see him in the top 24-7. And then the big one to me, the big X factor, the big question mark, if you will, is... Ivan Carreon. You gotta gotta roll the R. Can you roll your R's too? Ivan Carreon. Carreon. Driving um, the nineteen seventy nine Chrysler Cordoba. Yeah, you can roll your R. Better than I can. Ivan Carreon. Yeah, I I'm not I'm just not sure on him. I'd like legitimately it's not that I have concerns about him as a player. It's just that I I there's a very legitimate chance that that guy ends up outperforming any of the receivers in the class for Oklahoma, and there's a very legitimate chance that he just gets buried on the depth chart. Like I, I think because he's from West Texas and haven't gotten eyes on him all that consistently and also because you're going to have that jump in the level of competition and you worry about you know already being as big as he is, what is he capable of uh, as far as improvement goes, like what – what more can he unlock in his game? Again, I I don't know the answer. That's not me expressing concerns. That's just me saying, I don't know. 
I don't think anybody knows. And I think that's really exciting when you consider the other wideouts that Oklahoma has amongst this group. Zion Kearney's going to be in. He's going to be a stud. You got two burners in Zion Raggins and KJ Daniels. And with the depth that Oklahoma has at receiver, man, if a guy like Ivan Carrion can come into the system and within two to three years really take to what Schmitty is implementing in the workout regimen and learn some of the finer points of that technique frame looks Emma pretty Jones, good, though, man, doesn't yeah, it? Like, they. Big receivers, they boom or bust. They really do. And so I don't think I don't think Ivan Carrion is going to come and be a jag at Oklahoma. I don't think he's just going to be somebody that has, you know, 400, 500 yards a year, and that's about it. No, I think uh, it, you're dealing with a legit boom or bust type guy. And I lean towards boom just – Knowing how good of a coach Emmett Jones is, I mean, Drake Stoops called the man a technician. So that's the type of guy you want training up a boomer bust prospect like Ivan Carrion. But I think even in a world where he, quote-unquote, busts, I think the obvious recourse for him is, okay, go put on 20 pounds and line up at tight end. Yeah, yeah, there there uh, there's some definite possibilities for him at both positions, no doubt. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Danny Okoye, uh 164 on Rivals. And, again, you're talking about a kid who's playing, you know, homeschooled, all of that. And if he's Dan- already 19. And if Danny Okoye was at Jinx or Union or Bixby, he would probably be in the top 75 or somewhere. Don't you think? Yeah, he's underrated. Didn't even make the top 24-7, did he? He did not. He did not. But that kid is bright physically. He's imposing, and I think he's going to be a good player. So the EPL thing, again, has always confused me. The uh, Because Rivals 33, nowhere in the top 250 in 247. Both of these final 250s were released today. And, again, I just don't see how you can't look at that kid being that big, having that much speed, that much athletic ability, and have him not rank somewhere in the 250. It's crazy. Anybody who watches that kid in the YouTube clip, in the clip where he's running, you got to go, man, we got to go get that guy. That's athletic ability in a large man. Pretty rare. Um, but I would say still, I think Jaden Jackson, man, the way you saw what he and David Stone did in the Polynesian Bowl, he is going to be a force on the inside for OU. And, uh, again, he was ranked 189 in Rivals, or 188 in Rivals, 189 in 247. And I think people are going to see him in a couple of years and go, man, we should have had him in the top 50. He looks really, really good. Probably overshadowed a little bit by David Stone uh, because of the five-star status for David Stone. But, man, I, I like Jackson a lot. All right, thank you to Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-651, or I'm sorry, I'm going text line there, 405-579-3113. They'll do great work. Tim Lasher and his company, great reputation, great service. They're professional. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, for all your heating and air needs, home comfort you can trust. I can breathe today, so that's good. And I'm not heavily medicated like yesterday, so hopefully... This show could win an award. Maybe. We'll see. Let's talk OU Texas Hoops when we get back. All right. Make sure 
to get out to Riverwind Casino today if you want to win a lot of cash and bonus play. Play with your wild card today and get five times the entries for the drawings in the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. In fact, the final drawing is this Friday night, and you can get five times the entries. Pile up those extra entries, increase your odds of winning, hearing your name called on Friday, and winning your share of 80K in cash and bonus play. They just give away... Gave away at Riverwind uh, last week five trips to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas in the first down in Neon Town promotion. Heck of a deal. Five lucky patrons got tickets to the game. Their airfare taken care of, hotel taken care of. They get drown- ground transportation and $1,000 in cash. That was a heck of a prize. And, again, five Riverwind patrons won that last week. We've got another show at the Showplace Theater coming up this Saturday night. Comedian Joe Coy will be on the stage in February. Air Supply and Scotty McCreary in March. Jay Leno, Jim Gaffigan, two good comedy shows in April. Ryan Bingham of Yellowstone fame, The Singing Cowboy, and Kip Moore also in April. And then Brantley Kilbert in May. Tickets online at riverwind.com. Or at the casino box office. But if you have the chance, the weather's, you know, you can get by on the roads today. Get out there and get those extra entries for the 80K winnings resolution final drawing coming up on Friday night. Okay, Porter Moser and the Sooners tonight. They're number 11 in the country, Oklahoma. After their win at Cincy over the weekend, they out-rebounded one of the best rebounding teams in college basketball. The Sooners have turned into a pretty good rebounding team as well. Texas. Super talented, a little bit disappointing so far, but uh, Porter Moser knows they're going to be very tough. Here's Porter on the matchup with Texas tonight. Like always, they're so talented. There's a reason why they were picked in the top 10 or 15. I mean, and they're starting to play like that. That win over Baylor was super impressive. Uh, you know, on paper, those two are the best, the best in the backcourt, you know, Max Adams and Tyrese Hunter. Um, both of them are very, very fast. Both of them can really score. Then I think they got one of the hardest matchups in the country at the center. Dylan DeSue, who was playing so well for him last year, you know, he can shoot the three. He's, he can shoot the three. He can post up, but he also can drive it from the perimeter. You know, not many centers have those three things in their bag. He does. Um, just really, really good player. But they're obviously just extremely talented, athletic. They, they try to blow up everything on defense. They're going to try to deny us everywhere. Uh, Dylan Mitchell. 6'8 wing is on all the draft boards in the top 20 picks. He's so long and athletic, we can have it. We've got to be on our game in transition, and we've got to be on our game in the rebounding. There you go. Hopefully it'll be a great crowd at the LNC tonight. I think it'll be pretty darn good. I hope they can sell it out. Sooner fans need to show up and show out for this one because uh, Texas, again, is is really talented, and they've won four in a row in Norman. You've got to protect your home floor. And if you win this one, then you beat Tech on Saturday. All of a sudden, you're looking at 5-2 and two in the conference, 17-3 and three overall, and you're going to be like number eight or nine in the country, you would think, next week. So Porter's done a great job with this uh, new-look squad and uh, 6 o'clock tonight on ESPN. That was also our Ortho Central clip of the day. Thanks to Ortho Central, clinics in Norman, Midwest City, also in the Tri-City area now, Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. Their full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Why don't we go there? A listener in the 405 asks, do you think Philly might offer Mule Shoe the offensive coordinator job? I don't know. Mule Shoe wouldn't take an NFL OC job, would he? I mean, 
Oh, no, he's too power not, hungry. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think. Look, I think he's really a great offensive mind. I've never denied that. I think he's a creative, really good play caller, one of the better play callers in football. But the overall philosophy as a head coach, eh, not so much. Muleshoe's not emotionally stable enough to coach in Philly either. Yeah, it's probably a good point. Uh, if if he's making up stories about people driving by his house in menacing fashion in Norman, Oklahoma, yeah, you're not ready for Philly. Philly's going to eat you mm-hmm. alive. They boo Santa Claus and they threw uh, snowballs at Jimmy Johnson with batteries packed inside, from what I hear back in the day. Yeah, the Philly fans might be the most difficult fans to deal with in all of sports. Uh-huh. Another good point from a 909 listener. The OC job would be a massive pay cut. Yeah, not happening. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's, he's making, what, $11 million make, yeah. at USC? Gosh. He's got to be making more than the rest of the university combined. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, that, I don't see that happening. You know, maybe, let's say, somehow they go 5-7 and seven this year or something like that. And he thinks he may be on the way out. But, no, I, he's going to be at USC, I think, for, what, maybe a couple years? We'll see. We'll see how they do in the Big Ten next year. Hopefully it's a giant failure. That's what we're all rooting for, right? Who knows? Maybe Muleshoe will be standing red-faced on the sidelines in Madison, Wisconsin next November as the flurries come down and his team trails 13-3 to with six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and he decides, screw it, I'm going to the NFL. I would, nothing, love, I would love to see it. Nothing will break a man who is emotionally insecure and unstable quite like the Big Ten. Snow and mule shoe will be fun to watch. A lot of fun. All right, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. A 918 listener says, why does anybody care what mule shoe is doing? Because he's a Benedict Arnold bastard. That's why. Big Rich Snow KC says, mule shoe trying to ban reporters in Philly, LOL. Yeah, that wouldn't go over oh, well. Oh, could you see that? <laughs> Oh, that would be classic. KW the 918 says, Parker, I'd like to extend a simple thank you for how informative you are with OU recruiting info. We all love Steely as well. Glad you are feeling better. Did you ride Traveler into work today? Fight on. Hey, now. I think that was a shot across the bow. I know. I mistakenly said that yesterday. And the minute I said it, I felt very guilty. You got to understand, I'm old. I walked into the shower with my glasses on this morning, so that's how <laughs> bad I am. And look, I've got Dr. Bellardo on my side. The only reason I wear glasses occasionally is my when I put my uh, research together in the morning. My handwriting is so sloppy and so small. I try and fit everything on one page. That's the only thing that I have problems reading because it's really bad. But yeah, I think I told you the story not long ago too when. Uh, this has been over a year, but I, I was walking around and I said to Shay, have you seen my glasses anywhere? What's she said, they're on your face. <laughs> and today I was like, why is that shower water react? Oh, I've got my glasses on. Jeez. It's coming for you, people. It's coming for you. Old life can be very difficult. 
at times. Today on Senile Moments <laughs> with Michael Steely. Other than that, Dr. Bellardo's going to be seeing great, except for my own handwriting. That's the biggest challenge. All right, 405-651-3439. This listener out in California says, Mule Shoe has a house in Palos Verdes overlooking the ocean. Move to Philly, LOL. Philly's not the place to be right now, apparently. I've I've had several conversations lately with people who have been in Philadelphia recently. They're like, yeah, you don't want to go there. I've never been to Philadelphia. Have you? I have not been to Philly. I mean, I've never really wanted to go to Philly, you know. I don't know. I'm, what could you see there? I mean, Independence Hall or whatever. You the Liberty Bell. The Liberty Bell. I'd Eat think. a cheesesteak. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not on my list that, yeah, I got to get to Philadelphia, you know. So. What is on your list? <sighs> what is on my list? Like where I'd like to go? Sure. Like I've never been to England. I'd love to go to Wimbledon. That's the Augusta National of tennis. That's the Masters of tennis. Other than that, I I don't know. I like staying home because you don't see people at home, except my wife and I enjoy my wife's company. Other than that, venturing outside, you encounter other people, and that can be problematic. Cretans. Cre- yes. Are they Cretans or Cretans? Either or. I'm going to go Cretans. Um, okay. I Be honest here. Do you want to go to Wimbledon for Wimbledon, or do you want to go to Wimbledon for the strawberries and cream? Both. I think it'd be cool. I mean, I used to be a much bigger tennis fan, you know, back in the days of Borg and McEnroe. I was a huge John McEnroe guy. I still like tennis. I watched the Wimbledon final, you know, the last Wimbledon final. But it's just kind of the tradition. It seems like, kind of like I said, the masters of tennis. So Old man's talking about tennis. That's uh, right. Time to put him out to pasture. Still, man, this is when I tune out of here, man. You go over at top 50 again. <laughs> Let's do some jock sniffing. I don't want to do any tennis rackets, all right? <laughs> That's what they used to call the recruiting guys. Are you a jock sniffer? Really? Yeah. That's what the they called them? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I can assure you I didn't get into the business to sniff anyone's job. Well, that's good. That's very good. All right, break time right now, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More rave reviews for Baker Mayfield are coming in. We'll hear one when we get back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Conference Championship Weekend is coming up on Sunday. First game out, the AFC Championship game, Kansas City at Baltimore. The Ravens a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chiefs in that one. Two o'clock on CBS. And then the Lions and the 49ers, 5.30 on Fox. San Francisco a seven-point pick against the Lions. The Lions eliminated Baker and the Bucks, of course, over the weekend. But uh, the question is now, how much money is Baker going to get, hopefully, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? The thought is, surely he did enough to get a much better deal from Tampa Bay. Baker on the year, 34 touchdowns, 12 picks, had a great bounce-back season. Everybody is saying that Baker should get more money and a longer deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, including a former Longhorn, Chris Sims. Yeah, no. You got a guy. Be happy with it. Baker Mayfield's a big-time starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, he's never going to be top five or anything like that. But can he be anywhere from 6 to 15 on a given year? Yeah, he can. His arm is big-time. He makes game-changing throws. Let alone, you know, they believe in him. He fits them. 
He fits Todd Bowles. And they got a lot of young talent. So they got to figure out what they're going to do with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I got that. And they don't have $80 million in dead money next year. So Tampa Bay, you know, I don't think they're far off. And they have a good free agency and draft. They're going to be one of those teams that can build themselves to sustain and be in the in the big picture here for, for years to come. There you go, Chris Sims. Touting Baker Mayfield. Mm, How about I hate, that? I hate having to validate anything that Chris Sims said. He still looks like he's like are. 14 years old, doesn't he? Chris Sims? I, I I guess, yeah. I guess he hasn't changed all that much over the years. <sighs> he, had, uh, he had a tough time dealing with the University of Oklahoma back in the day. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I think that, you know, everybody seems to think the Buccaneers surely – the Buccaneers are going to pay him, pay him, that man his money. I don't think it's a question as to whether they pay him. I think the question is to whether they pay Mike Evans. Yeah. That's what I'm concerned about as a Bucks fan that wants to see the Mayfield to Evans connection for another few years in Tampa. Baker's going to get paid. I think he so will too. get paid. What if he ends up in like Atlanta with Bill Belichick or something? I, I mean... I guess that would be okay. Atlanta but. seems like the Atlanta Falcons seem like they are one of the top five most boring franchises in the NFL, though, aren't they? They had 15 minutes of fame, and then they blew a 28-3 to lead. The Dirty Bird team? Back in, uh, wait, the Dirty Bird, wasn't that back in the 90s? That was back in the nineties. Yes. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking of twenty. Oh, you're talking about the uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking about the Matt Ryan. February team, yeah. of 2017, Matt Ryan and the Falcons are up 28 to three in the third quarter of that football game and choke it away. I don't know. There's something I've just never been. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have always bored me. Who was the uh, who originally was it? Uh, Jamal Anderson, who was the Dirty Bird guy back for the Falcons way back when. I think Jamal Anderson still has the NFL record for carries in a season. Does he really? Yeah. Because, I mean, running backs back in those days would carry the ball. Well, like that's true. It was 300, a lot. 400 it was times. A, it was a different time, man. Yeah. Earl Campbell, we are going to run you until you basically die. All right? Here you go. Here's the football again. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would be really surprised if he's not back in Tampa with a pretty darn good deal. Not a great deal, but a really good deal. I think it'll be an better than last laden year. deal. I think that's what it'll be. They'll tell Baker, hey, look, we'll pay you a fair value, not top dollar, but we'll give you the incentives that you can reach top dollar pay if you live up to expectations, and we're going to take this guaranteed money that would otherwise have been set aside for you, and we're going to use it to make you better. We're going to use it to go get you a supporting cast that's going to help us contend for a Super Bowl again. That would be nice. All right, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. This listener, the 918, says, Mr. Steely, I'm so glad to hear you sounding in much better health. Thank God it wasn't valley fever or something 
Hope you are feeling as better as you sound. Much love to y'all and Boomer Sooner, baby. Well, thank you, 918. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I'm feeling a lot better. It just was a lot of congestion, a little bit of a sore throat, just the kind of stuff you get this time of the year. Jason from Garland, Texas says, playing Fortnite and reading X doesn't count as show prep. We need some big <laughs> J journalism out of you, Steely. I do a lot more than that, Jason. Yes, I'll play some Fortnite, but not at the expense of show prep. Parker sees it every day. He sees all these sheets that I come in with. Yeah, I mean, I you, like all, to... you all have witnessed this man call Taylor Wines High School. That's right. And Dave McCullough's high school to I, get clarification. Probably the two greatest journalistic moments yeah, of the I past mean, year, right? Like Right I, here. If there was a more iconic moment in the history of Oklahoma journalism, I sure wasn't alive to see it. We got to call and get some pronunciations next year, too. But my deal is I'm old school. I like to write everything down. And rather than just print stuff off, because if I write it down, I feel like I can commit it to memory a little bit better. So, yeah, I, write, I still write stuff down all the time. And like I said, the only problem is a lot of times I just can't read my writing if I get in a real hurry. And sometimes I do, and that's when I'm like, okay, I can see everything but my own handwriting. All right, 405-651-3439. Phil in the 405 says, I've been to Philly. It's very dangerous. And you get a better cheesesteak at Jersey Mike's. Listen, again, I've never been to Philly, so I can't make that judgment. I will say, Philly Mike's cheesesteak, that thing slaps. Jersey Mike's? Yes. I need to go. That sounds like maybe a good place to visit. Jersey soon. Mike's has an elite cheesesteak. Not quite as good as Pepper Jack's, which is what I grew up on. You ever had a Pepper Jack's cheesesteak? Have not. Mmm. Mmm. Got to drive a few hours north. I think they have one in Kansas City. Maybe one in Wichita, too. Pepper Jack's is the best feel you can get anywhere. But as far as chain restaurants go, true chain restaurants, Jersey Mike's is as good as it gets. That's an excellent feel. They're pretty good. They are pretty good. Surprise, Steely didn't say St. Andrews. Hmm. You know, that's... That wouldn't be bad to go over to Scotland. I'd probably go Wimbledon first, St. Andrews second, but that would be a cool place to visit. You want to hit out of a pot bunker? Why not? Yeah. Golly, I haven't played golf in almost a year. Really? Yeah. Dang. Well, when you get older, it's harder to wake up and harder to swing a club and all that stuff. This listener in the 405 says, you are objectively wrong about the cheese sticks. Uh-oh. Elaborate. That's right. You can't We're just say that. We're going to get into a cheesesteak debate. You have to present a case. You have to make your That's case right. with facts. By the way, uh, Shark says, Steely, do you use cursive? No, I still print. I was never really good at cursive. I mean, I was okay for a while, but I, I've never been a cursive guy. So it's, uh, it's really small, just regular print. This listener in the 402, my homeland, says Pepper Jacks is a 2 of 10. You, sir, are a disgrace. Really? That's a that's a discrepancy right there. That is a there discrepancy. There will be no Pepper Jacks slander on these airwaves. Burley Boomer is touting the Big Kahuna as the showstopper among these sandwiches, so... Is that a Jersey Mike sandwich? I guess so. I just, every time I walk in, it's it's the Philly. We sound like uh, the T-Row in the Morning Show right now. We're I talking know, about we really food. Do. Where's oh, TJ? Gosh. Let's bring TJ in for his new soup recipe, which sounds pretty good. Philly cheesesteak reviews with TJ Perry. Hey, Staley, shut up about 
the sub sandwiches and start talking about who's going to sub for us on the O-line next year. All right? That's what I want to know. You know I think the last time I had a Jersey Mike's cheesesteak was when I was up in Alliance, Ohio, watching Brendan Zerbrug. That will be my enduring memory of Alliance, Ohio. Stopped right off campus at Mount Union mm-hmm. for a Jersey Mike's Philly and drove on over and watched Brendan Zerbrug throw for five touchdowns. What was the longest trip you ever made to cover a recruit? What would you say? Specifically to cover a recruit? Mm-hmm. Mm. You didn't go cover, like, Josiah Wagner or anything, did you? No. Up in the Pacific Northwest? No, I thought about it. Maybe at Zerbrug. I, well, if we're talking about, again, a trip specifically to cover a recruit, it wasn't the Zerbrug trip because I was already up in Cincinnati. That was the weekend that OU played Oh, okay, gotcha. at Cincinnati. So it was only like a two-hour drive up from where I was at. I think the longest trip would be would probably have to be to go see one of those guys up north in Omaha or Des Moines or maybe maybe Grant Bricks. Yeah. I I can't think of one I've taken – for a single recruit that was more than eight hours. Speaking of uh, recruiting, how about the uh, Caden Proctor clip? Oh, did you weekend? did you clip that? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to play it real quick? Oh, boy. Now, we'll go over like a minute, but this basically, basically, Caden Proctor uh, talking about, well, he was tampered with. You can tell from this clip, right, by the Iowa staff. Here it is. No, no bridges were burnt, you know what I'm saying? So... That, that's why it was so easy for me to pick them when I did enter the transfer portal because we still have those relationships. And um, even even after I was doing bad in the SEC, you know, and, you know, struggling, they hit me up and said, um, you know, we're proud of you. You're going to get through this. And um, that's what that's what ultimately helped me with my decision because, you know, I still, I still believed in me. There you go, ladies wow. and gentlemen. That is college football 2024 right there in one sound bites. They hit me up. Now, when he said we still had those relationships, you're thinking, all right, that's kind of on the edge right there. And then when he says, quote, they hit me up, that's not supposed to happen. That is the definition of tampering. That's right. All right, break time right here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll head back to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. A lot more audio, more people talking about Baker Mayfield season. J.D. Piquel. Broke down Brent's second season at Oklahoma. We'll react to that coming up a little bit later. And Sooners versus the Longhorns at the LNC tonight as well. Stay with us. Back with you on the Home of Sooner Fans, hour number one, presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. For all your heating and air needs that you need to get taken care of, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, home comfort you can trust. Are you a uh, Nirvana guy? I'm a Nirvana guy. Good. Yeah. Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Is it a toss-up? I lean Nirvana. I I like Kurt Cobain's voice better than Eddie Vedder's. I like them both a lot, but I'm I'm a little bit more in the Nirvana camp, definitely. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. What are you uh, Are you and Rebecca watching anything streaming-wise right now? Still working our way through Better Call Saul. And you liking it? Loving it. Pretty good, good huh? It's a slow burn, but it's a good slow burn. I know. you got to stick with the good slow burn. 
Too many people this day. In this day and age, people have like 20-second attention spans, you know. But a good story, sometimes you got to let it cook for a while, and it's it's great. Plank is obsessed, our man Chris Plank, with American Nightmare. If you listen to the Plank Show, it's like, have you watched American Nightmare yet? I think if Plank may ask at the next press conference, whether it's Porter Moser or whoever, have you watched American Nightmare yet? Plank, it's pretty good. I saw it three episodes. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. But it just, he is really, I think he's probably watched it like 20 times already. And it is good, and you can watch it in one evening, which is really good. We're watching um, an old series, Goliath, with Billy Bob Thornton. First season was excellent. Second season, yeah, okay. Third season looked like it was directed by David Lynch. We just finished that. Uh, so we're moving on to the fourth season. You always got to have a series to watch, and then you need another series warming up in the bullpen. Because it's not cool to finish a series and think, what are we watching now? You need to have somebody, some series warming up in the bullpen. So, so which series should I have warming up in the bullpen? I would go Homeland. We really like Homeland. that. Homeland. Okay. Homeland, yes. I believe it's on, it's on Hulu or Amazon Prime. One of the two. But Homeland, I thought, was really good. Really good. We liked it. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. There is beef beef on the text line. A listener in the 405 here says, As someone who has spent a lot of time in Philly, you have lost your dang mind. Philly cheesesteaks are 1,000 times better than any of these pretend places. Jersey Mike's is good compared to all the others, but not Philly good. You touched a nerve there. Well, it wasn't me. Like, I I was upfront about the fact mm-hmm. that I have not been to Philly, and so yeah. I can't speak to how good their cheesesteaks are. I was just saying, I think as far as the chains go, Jersey Mike's definitely has the best cheesesteak. There you go. Do, 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 do. Sons of Anarchy from the 240. I've already seen that. We watched that, I don't know, golly, that was actually before we were married, so that was probably eight years ago or so. Seen True Detective. Goliath gets more and more weird. Try Sneaky Pete. Okay? I'll look at that. But, yes, uh, all those series love True Detective, particularly season one. And uh, Sons of Anarchy was really good as well. Billions is good, too, if you can get Showtime. Really good. Billions. Mm-hmm. That's another good one. All right. Uh, Big Rich and OKC's got an issue here. No, Mike, for a golf guy, St. Andrews in Scotland is way better a must because Parker was asking me, is there any place that I'd like to go? And I said my first choice would be London to go to see Wimbledon. But, yeah, St. Andrews, that would be tough too. God, I can almost flip a coin. But – if I uh, if I could just go to one, I would really like to go to Wimbledon once. But I understand what you're saying, Big Rich. Yes. Suits is good. We saw Suits. That is excellent. Have not seen Reacher. Obliterated on Netflix is great. All right, I'll write that one down. Obliterated. That's what the story of what Lincoln Riley did to the OU program, right? One season. Obliterated. <laughs> Reacher. All right, I'll read that. Right, that one down, too. Succession is a suggestion. I haven't seen Succession either. I know a lot of people rave about that one. 
This listener in the 405 says, I guarantee your Jersey Mike's cheesesteak is better than anything that they put cheese whiz on. LOL. Cheese whiz? Ugh. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't do Velveeta. I can't do any of those super nasty yellow artificial mm-hmm. cheese things. Like the nacho cheese that you would get at a concession stand or something. Miss me with that. Oh, no that's chance. great stuff. Ugh. That is good stuff. Steely, all I'm going to say is one of us is a diabetic and it ain't me. Well, I'm saying, hey, you know what? But I'm going to die with a smile on my face. <laughs> when you walk by my casket, it'll say sugar, baby, and I'll have a smile on my face. No. That'll be slightly creepy. But... I, I try. I try and cut back. But every now and then i got to have some cookies or something. Like this weekend for the NFL playoffs, I thought, you know what? I'm getting some Vienna creams. Vienna creams. They're good. Yes. And... Uh, that's one of the reasons if I ever do need glasses besides my riding, if I get, you know, blurry vision because of too much sugar. You know, I live on the edge, Parker. I live on the edge. Oh, I know. Yeah. So. Peaky Blinders, we also saw that. So. And we like Peaky Blinders, too. The Peaky Blinders. There are a lot of it bombs When you say the Peaky effing Blinders. Doesn't sound like an intimidating group, though, does it? No, it really doesn't. We're the Peaky Blinders. So that's a group? That's what that is? I would never have mm-hmm. guessed. They kicked some ass and wrote down some names, though, back in the day. I wonder what it would feel like to kick somebody's ass and then write their name down. Okay, let's see. I just kicked his ass. Bill Jones. Put it like in a little notebook. My uncle probably has a very thick notebook of names, would be my guess. All right, stay with us. We've got another hour to go. Keep it here on The Ref. We are going to continue to talk, too. All right, Tom Petty, gone too soon. What's an underrated Tom Petty tune? An underrated Mm -hmm. Tom Petty tune? Like one that people don't consider like a big hit, you know? How about Honey Bee? It's a little bit creepy, but it's pretty good. That's honestly not among my... I have a playlist of what I consider to be the top 50 Tom Petty songs, 50 to 1. And I will tell you, number three on my top 50 is Rebels. I think that is the most underrated Tom Petty song. So good. Really good. All right, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. On the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, our second hour, as always, courtesy of our friends at Oklahoma Generator, family-owned and operated, great customer service reviews. They are also Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer. Oklahoma Generator, check them out online at okgen.com. Or call 405-321-6631. All right. uh, Before we get back to the text line, your boy, J.D. Piquel. You guys are tight, right? That's right. Yeah, we go way back. uh, He's been evaluating the the recent seasons for college football teams, and here's what J.D. Piquel said about Brent Vittable's second year at Oklahoma. I think the best thing you could say about year two, if you're an Oklahoma fan, probably internally within that locker room in Norman, is, hey, mission accomplished. And not mission accomplished in the sense that, hey, we, we checked every one of our goals off because I'm sure they would have liked to win a Big 12 title. 
probably would have liked to make the college football playoff, compete in New Year's Six Bowl, all of those things. But with that being said, like what you needed to do in year two, if you're Brent Venables and if you're Oklahoma, I think you did. Ten win season. Momentum for the SEC, which you can take momentum on the field. And then what can you do? Funnel it onto the recruiting trail and lock up, at the time of us recording this at least, another top ten class. So that's back-to-back now, two top ten classes for Brent Venables. Punchline culture is not aging super well. Went from allowing 30 points a game to 23 points a game. Still probably not exactly where Brent Venables wants it to be. There were some games where there was more left to be desired. They were dinged up at times. Kind of the nature of the beast. But the defense took some really solid strides, which I think you have to be encouraged about in Norman. There you go. All right. I don't think there's anything super groundbreaking there, but that's a fairly accurate assessment. Biggest problem for OU this year was... The mistakes, right, that they made in some of these crucial moments in big games. They had a chance to run the table. You know, you should have won at least one in Lawrence or Stillwater. Arizona, they had that game. They were one touchdown before the Farouk fumble from closing that game out. But you got to clean that up. The defense made strides, as J.D. said in that soundbite, but they've still got a ways to go. And I think bringing, you know – the guys they're bringing back is good, really good, when you consider what they have coming back, particularly when they they got, uh, you know, obviously Billy Bowman and Danny Stussman. And when you're talking about spending money, whether it's NIL or whatever, keeping guys like that around who've been in the system and are team leaders, that's a bigger investment. They are worth the investment, far more than an unproven high schooler. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Cunningham Stutzman Army says, my go-to Tom Petty song is Last Dance with Mary Jane, fellas. Imagine that, Gunny. Yeah, yeah Gunny. I think we could have called that, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, Gunny is quite a ways from his last dance with Mary Jane, however. Oh, he's dancing with Mary Jane right now, I bet. <laughs> oh, man. Jay and Tulsa says, underrated Petty song, I need to know. Yes. A classic. That's a good one. It's only about two minutes long, but it's it's a solid one. Yeah, with regard to JD's take on OU football, I I think he's right in general. I think he's a guy that stays very level headed with his observations, not just about OU, but about college football as a whole. And I think he's right on the money. Like this is the season that Oklahoma needed as they prepared for the SEC. Is it the season that they? Would have liked, not necessarily. Obviously, every OU fan would have loved to go undefeated in the regular season, play for a Big 12 championship, and potentially earn a spot in the college football playoff. But, you know, what's done is done. In the end, there's a lot to build off. There's a lot to feel good about. And what you always have to come back to is the fact that you were not necessarily anticipating having Danny Stutzman back. You were certainly not anticipating having Woody Washington back. I think there was an expectation that Billy Bowman was going to be back, but to have arguably your three top defenders all returning when they just as easily could have gone to the NFL sets you up very well, especially for a first-year defensive coordinator in Zach Alley. The pieces are all there for Zach Alley to the point where, you know, I mentioned it yesterday, I think we're going to be able to put a gauge on – just how good of a coach Zach Alley is pretty immediately when the Sooners take the field in 2024 in SEC play. Because if Alley is all that he's cracked up to be as a defensive mind, there are no excuses 
There really aren't. The personnel yeah. is there. The infrastructure, the culture, it's all there. And Zach Alley is set up very well. This defense is set up very well to have a ton of success in 2024. The X factors seem to be the the O-line and Jackson Arnold. And I think we know that Jackson Arnold is going to be really good. But can he be good, you know, when Tennessee comes in? They're going to be, there's going to be a learning curve a little bit. But the kid's got a lot of talent. But if he can be really good early, then this team has a chance to, you know, have a lot of success in their first season in the SEC. So La- we'll see. LaDonna from Lubbock says, y'all make my day. And it's gloomy and rainy in Lubbock. Keep doing uh, the Sooner Nation's work there, LaDonna. Thank you very much. We appreciate your service. Cherokee Sooner says, Southern Accents is one of my favorite petty tunes. Ah, a very contemplative tune mm-hmm. by Tom Petty. That whole album, quite underrated. I Dogs like on album. the Run, another title from that album that is criminally underappreciated. Uh, Breakdown Live, there you go. They could just That's one of those songs that you could just jam on forever Breakdown is a great song, absolutely. S. Rob Booman says, if you like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, you might like the movie El Camino, which is related to them. Jack Ryan and Prime Video is a great series. Isn't El Camino the like the, the Jesse Pinkman yes. story? I, first night it came out, I watched it. Really? So El Camino has been viewed. As advertised? And I think I've watched it another time, too. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not okay. bad. It's not bad. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, the four, uh, This 405 listener says, what do y'all think about getting JFA a QB coach? He's got a QB coach. It's Seth Luttrell. How can Seth Luttrell coach quarterbacks when he was a fullback? That's How can the Jeff Levy coach quarterbacks when he was an offensive line? That's what I'm saying. How can Muleshoe coach quarterbacks when he was a scrub? Muleshoe played in the days of gigantic shoulder pads back in the day. Like, if you see, like, we don't have ESPN Classic anymore, but, like, when they used to replay, like, let's say, 1992 Oklahoma versus Texas or whatever, or, you know, when Cale Gundy was at OU. The shoulder pads are gigantic. I mean, absolutely gigantic. You know, back in my day, we used to wear knee pads as well. Knee pads are a thing of the past. They're going to start wearing Speedos out there pretty soon. Because the football pants keep getting shorter and shorter. They might as well be the Fab Five had longer shorts than some of the football players are wearing now. Now, I know you're not supposed to tackle anybody around the knees. I get that. But we used to have knee pads back in the day. This 405 listener asks, Steely, did you do any sports research this morning? I did some. It wasn't a real heavy day, but yes, I did. Every morning. Give us some insight into your Tuesday research. Well, let's see. Uh, stats on OU Texas and uh, Max Asmus. What kind of years he having? Pretty good. Why is his name Max Asmus? I know. It does not make sense. I, it's In a, what universe does a B make a S sound? I don't know. 18 points, four and a half assists per game, 40% from three. Pretty good. And, by the way, Porter said that Dylan Mitchell, the forward, 11 points, 9 rebounds. 
He, I haven't seen him in any top 20s lately. I've seen him looked at in, like, mid-second round. But the NBA people do like him, though. So, But Aismas, man, he's played forever now. Curious. Where do the NBA people like OU's guards? I didn't see any OU really? guards on that list. But, you know, we'll see. Things can change. Because I know Yuzan and Otega Owe have long been considered NBA guys in the making. I think if you probably look at the 2025 draft, maybe they're on that list. I, yeah. I only looked at 2024. So, man, what if what if they can get that whole backcourt back next year? Javian McCollum, Los, and Otega Owe. And the SEC, too. Like the SEC makes things harder in football. It arguably makes things easier significantly easier in basketball. Yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be really nice. You're uh, walking into the murderer's row in football. You're you're walking out of the murderer's row in basketball. Exactly. And I'm so happy for Porter because I think he's a really good coach. And he walked into, you know, all of a sudden, you've got the Groves brothers, nothing against him. Well, maybe. It just, uh, not super athletic, but good, hard-nosed players. But you come in to the best conference in America with that, you know, with the team that he was forced to put together. They're athletic this year. They play both ends of the floor. And yes, you're exactly right. You are uh, you are going to an easier situation in the SEC. Not like, you know, night and day. But they're clearly the Big Twelve is the best conference. By the way, Lloyd basketball. said, "Tell Mule Shoe to kick horse apples down the road." <laughs> All right. Probably did a lot of that growing up in Mule Shoe. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's get one more in before we break. Chapstick says, I can about guarantee JFA and the other quarterbacks on the roster have a couple of QB-specific coaches. They probably have footwork and throwing coach, mental coach, along with Latrell, who will coach offensive philosophy, game plan, et cetera. Yeah. J.P. Lossman's still there, right? Well, yes, but I, I know for sure this is the case for Michael Hawkins and Jackson Arnold. I don't know about Zerbrug or Casey Thompson, but – well, I mean, Casey Thompson's dad could be mm. his quarterback coach. But I, Arnold and Hawkins both work with an external quarterback coach to help develop their game further. Hawkins' quarterback coach is and has been for a long time uh, Kyler Murray's father, Kevin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, yeah, that sounds good. All right, 405-651-3439. That's 405 651 3439. Porter Moser was asked about how do you feel about this horns down deal that Rodney Terry talked about? We'll tell you. Well, we'll play for you what Porter had to say when we get back right here on the ref. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. That was a very important discussion with management right there. So 405-651-3439. Get on out to Riverwind today. Riverwind Casino. You know how I feel about the folks at Riverwind. They're awesome. Can't wait to be out there again on Friday. Nearly 3,000 electronic games. Very best selection of uh, electronic games by far. Best bars and dining. They've got an incredible hotel attached to the casino. They always have the best promotions. They've got uh, the great assortment of table games as well. Great poker room. New member seven is a great promotion. You can earn up to $450 in one day with a brand new Riverwind wild card. And you can get the Oklahoma City Thunder Edition wild card. They're really, really cool. But get out and play today out at Riverwind with your wild card. And you can earn 
Five times entries for the big drawing coming up Friday night, the final drawing in the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. So if you can get out there today, the roads are good today. You're good to get out there. Play with your wild card. Get those extra entries. Increase your odds of hearing your name called Friday nights and winning a big chunk of 80K in cash and bonus play. We also have a show coming up Saturday at the Showplace Theater, comedian Joe Coy. And uh, shows on the way in February, Air Supply, some good yacht rock. Scotty McCreary in March, the comedy of Jay Leno and Jim Gaffigan. In April, Ryan Bingham, you know, the cowboy from Yellowstone, playing a guitar. That's Ryan Bingham. He'll be there. Friday night, April 19th, Kib Moore, Saturday night, April 20th. And in May, we have Brantley Gilbert with many more to come to the Showplace Theater at the one and only Riverwind Casino. All right. Uh, Here is what Porter Moser had to say when he was asked about the horns down. Rodney Terry, after UCF beat Texas, you know, they shouldn't do the horns down, disrespectful, you know, act like they won the national championship. Well, Rodney Terry... In the victory over Baylor over the weekend, he was jumping around like they just won the national championship, right? Here's what Porter had to say about horns down uh, the Sooners in Texas and how it, you know, how it relates in basketball. And this was Porter's answer. You know, I, I really going to kind of stay out of it. I heard some comments. I heard Coach Sampson talk about it's in the the Texas fight song that OU sucks. I heard that in the in Coach Sampson's comments. So I, it's definitely a part of it. We felt it there last year when we played. Holy cow. Did we ever feel it um, there? Uh, I know that lyric is only in, I did a little research, it's only in when we play Texas. They alter the, 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 that lyric when you play te- the OU-Texas uh, game. So, you know, I, I don't really want to get dragged into it. I know for us, um, we're excited about this game tomorrow. I know it's a part of it on both fan bases. So let's, just, let's just not let's just say what it is. I mean, they get it here. We get it there. I've been at the Red River rivalry where it's half and half and walking around the fairgrounds. I mean, it's... Both sides are giving it to each other. So you just hopefully – what you just hope for is it stays safe, that it stays, you know, that, uh, a, a great rivalry, you know, and no one crosses the line in that great rivalry. That's what you hope for. You know, you don't want to put, you know, everybody sit there and like this in the rivalry. It's, it's awesome. I've been at Red River the last couple of years. Man, it's awesome. I've been there in their, their new arena last year. Awesome. All right? So both fan bases, passionate. We're going to give it to each other, just not crossing each other's lines. I like reporter said I did some research on the song. <laughs> you can't Porter, you know, be scouting Texas, not looking for lyrics to the fight song. Jeez. But uh, because A&M is mentioned in the yes, fight Yes, they song. are. A&M, and A&M is obsessed with Texas and the Aggie bore him. But they do have, you know, oh, you sucks. You hear that at the Cotton Bowl, and you'll hear it, you know, for any sporting event. But it's A&M who's really in there fight song but they do insert the Sooners and Porter's right he's a very good student right there he's exactly right Rodney Terry came back and did apologize after their win over Baylor but you know what I think his true feelings his true wimpy longhorn feelings showed after the loss to UCF by the way we have a very important text from blue of green country not to be confused with blue of earth blue of green country says Steel Man, I was at the PBR bull riding event in Tulsa this past Saturday night. 
There was a bull rider announced as the pride of Mule Shoe, Texas. Holy cow, really? How about that? Mule Shoe himself has been dethroned. Mule Shoe would never ride a bull. The real Mule Shoe would never ride a bull, right? If you can't tackle, and if you're working out with light kettlebells, doing P90X workouts or whatever, you're not riding a bull. Those bull riders, man, they are... Uh, psychos. They're yes, psychos. they are. They are... I did a feature on a bull rider when I was in Wichita Falls. You don't name, say. By the name of Tough Hedeman because he won like a big championship. So I had to go... I'm trying to remember where he was. Was he from Vernon? Somewhere in that area. Tough Tough Hedeman. He got the nickname Tough, and he, he goes by Tough because somebody slammed a car door on his hand when he was a kid, and he didn't even cry. So he became Tough Hedeman. And he became one of the best bull riders out there. I think he still does, like, color commentary. But he was a nice guy. But he asked me, you ever thought about getting on a bull? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> that's a that's an outstanding mental image. Steely on a bull. Local regional radio star dies in bull accident. Details at 10. I just can't fathom choosing that as a career. You know, it sounds great. You know what I'm going to make my fortune doing? Trying to stay on top of a raging bull for eight seconds. I would be trampled. There's no doubt. We need to see. Uh, we need to get a contest together to see if you can stay on the bull for eight seconds. And what we'll do is we'll get people to donate money if you stay on for eight plus seconds. And um, how much would, would it take for you, Parker Thune? What if it was like twenty five grand that we raised? Would For you me ad- to just ride the bull. Yes. That's all I have to do. Just mount it once. You have to stay on for eight seconds. Oh, so. I have to stay on for eight seconds? All right, we'll make it four seconds for you. Okay, but like what you're saying here is if I don't stay on for four seconds, I don't get the twenty five grand. That's right. But four seconds, wow. you can make it four seconds. You Who, think so? Who's most likely to ride the bull here at the ref? Teddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? It's not even close. I don't even know if Teddy would get on a bull, though. I doubt it. I mean, I could see but, Teddy maybe steer wrestling or something, but that sounds like a very difficult thing to do. You know who I feel do. like could You've probably— You've got to be very mean to that calf. You know who I bet you would win a bull riding competition amongst the staff here? Tyler McComas. You think so? he got that small-town Oklahoma tough maybe. vibe to him. He might surprise you. I did ride the mechanical bull— Back at Dallas, the Dancing Palace back in the day. I was able to stay on that one. That was in the day, the big uh, rivalry between Bud Davis and Wes Hightower and an urban cowboy. And the mechanical bull was everywhere. But a real bull, no chance. The crazy thing, too, is like they're only allowed to use one hand. They have to keep their other hand up. So if you're asking me to wager, effectively wager, that I can last four seconds on a bull using only one hand to cling on to the animal, Mm -hmm. there's not a chance. There's not a chance I believe I could do that. The perfect idea for NIL money is to ride Bevo for $100. I think you'd have to up it to like $500, though. Slim Brady doesn't think he can make it for four seconds. Slim Brady says, I highly doubt Parker stays on for four seconds. Four seconds is three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Both teams have all their timeouts. What about steer wrestling, though? Could you do that? 
steer yeah, wrestling. Yeah, roping a calf. That's, I feel sorry for the calf in that situation. Like, this calf's just running, running, running. Holy sh- You know what? <laughs> Damn, what the hell's going on here? What did I do? I've been wrestled <laughs> to the ground, you freaking go roper. Jeez. <laughs> steer wrestling, though, that looks very dangerous. I don't think I was cut out for the rodeo. More of a city slicker myself. But I bet Teddy, I bet Teddy could, uh, Steely Tough was Lane Frost's best friend. Yes. I, yeah, that's right. Where's Lane from? Isn't it down there in southeast Oklahoma somewhere? Uh, I believe, yeah, I should know that. We go, go ahead and Google it up. But like, uh, McCurtain County. Um, the movie Eight and a Half, right? Who played uh, Lane Frost in the movie? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Oh, I've seen it. Somebody will, somebody will let us know. But, yeah, I feel sorry for the calf and the calf roping. You're just running out. Hey, this is a nice little run here. And then you got a rope around your neck. Then you got some dude in Wranglers jumping on your ass, you know, rope, you know. (laughs) Calf. Don't they wrestle the calves, too? I don't know. Maybe not. My rodeo expertise is not what you would call top notch. But I do feel sorry for the calves. The text line has informed us that Luke Perry. Luke the Perry. There you go. That's right. Thank played you. Played Lane Frost. Thank you. Man, the text line, you guys, when we don't have the answers, you got them right there. Right there. Very impressive. Like 75 Luke Perrys just appeared on the text line. All right. Break time right here. When we come back, let's talk more Sooner football. If you didn't hear, new. I know you guys are going to go really in-depth, top of the hour on Locked In, but we'll break down just a few things from the final 250s from Rivals and 247 today where the Sooners landed. And uh, I know you'll get really in-depth on that coming up at the top of the hour on Locked In. Stay with us right here on the home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back with you. Steel Man and Thune, home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network on this Tuesday. Sooners, Texas tonight, 6 o'clock tip on ESPN. See if the Sooners can protect the home floor. Texas has won four in a row in Norman. Max Aismas, former ORU star, leading the Longhorns in scoring 18 points a game, four and a half assists per game, and 40% from three-point range. Portland and the Thunder will play tonight, 7 o'clock at the Paycom Center. The last time these two teams met, Oklahoma City blitzed the Blazers by 62 at the Paycom Palace, that was 12 days ago. With a win tonight, the Thunder would be the number one seed in the West after uh, the Timberwolves lost to Charlotte at home last night. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow night, Ogilvy City at San Antonio. Chet versus uh, Wimanyama, 8.30 ESPN telecast. Now, Wimby had 33 points and 18 boards in the game at the, against Philadelphia last night. The problem is Joel Embiid had 70 points and 18 rebounds. So I'm sorry, seventy points. Seventy, yeah. Points. Jo- Joel Embiid had seventy last night. New 70. Sixers record. Seventy, po- like seven zero. Seven zero, yeah. So Wimanyama had thirty three and got more than doubly outscored by Joel Embiid. Yeah, and that is a Sixers record. You know, a lot of people remember the picture with the Philadelphia, the Philly jersey, just you know, the shortened Philadelphia with Will one hundred points, but that was the Warriors. Back in the day, and now, they're now, of course, out in San Francisco. So, there you go. 70 points. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns had 62 last night for the Timberwolves now, in did, that loss to Charlotte. I did see that. Look, I don't keep up with the NBA. 
at well, least not a whole lot. You've got a lot. You got to spend all your time on recruiting. Somehow I saw that Carl Anthony Towns had 62 last night, but I completely missed that Joel Embiid dropped a 70. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a performance for the ages, Steely. Yep. Was it Kobe had, what was it, 81 or 81? 81, right? Okay. Uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Text Line. Final top 250 ratings for the uh, prospects of the 2024 class are outs. 247 and rivals. The the interesting note is, in rivals for OU, David Stone was number five. EPL, Eddie Pierre-Louis, 33. Taylor Tatum, 51. Nigel Smith, 104. B.J. Brooks, 133. Zion Kearney, 139. Danny Okoye, 164. Michael Hawkins checking in at 167. Jaden Hardy, 185. Jaden Jackson, 188. Devon Mitchell at 214. And Jeremiah Newcomb at 248. Um, The one discrepancy... Well, a couple of discrepancies. EPL, not in the top 250 by 247, 33 for Rivals. And, again, that's just super weird. Um, I didn't see in Rivals Reggie Powers, who was originally committed to Michigan State, the defensive back, with 247. He's 169 on that list. And then you had Ivan Carrion at 206 on the list for 247, the wide receiver from West Texas. Wasn't on the rivals list. And then you had James Nesta breaking in at 231, up from 395. But the biggest jump, clearly, on both lists was B.J. Brooks. And you raved about seeing him in the individual workouts. He was awesome. Uh, The kid from California. He was 308 and 247, jumped all the way up to 73. That is a long jump of Bob Beeman, Carl Lewis stature. Right there. Yeah. That's a big one. When you go toe-to-toe with the best in the nation in a setting like the All-American game, and you're not only impressive but outright dominant, yeah, your stock's going to rise in a hurry. And it has for B.J. Brooks. And when he committed to Oklahoma back in July, I believe it was July that he committed, later half the month. But when he committed, there was not a whole lot of noise made about B.J. Brooks and the player that he is slash was everybody just kind of figured oh there's bill three star you and then you know here we are five months later six months almost six months i guess and that is aging as beautifully as any eval that the sooner staff made in the 2024 cycle yeah all right uh no real news in the portal if we had that swift co roofing and construction would be uh, the place we'd be telling you about but there may be some more news in the portal coming up shortly because it's looking like that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the uh, Chargers head coach you don't say pretty soon and you know there do you believe these rumors that Brian Kelly would go to Michigan or that Michigan would have Brian Kelly uh, it'll be Sharon Moore that's what I'm thinking. Former Sooner Sharon Moore, it's got to be. Brian Kelly doesn't seem like a Michigan man. I mean, he wasn't Notre Dame, and they got a well, they had a rivalry with Michigan, but I don't know. It's got to be Sharon Moore. But if we uh, we could have Michigan players in the portal, we could have, um, you know, if Brian Kelly did leave, and I, I'm with you, I think it's going to be Sharon Moore. Um, what about Chip Kelly at UCLA? You know, if he moves back into the NFL or something, we might have more kids in the portal from UCLA. 
it's going to be that way every year until something changes. So the COVID year is finally gone, though, right? After this year, pretty much? After this year, then yes. Anybody that's still... Anybody that would have a COVID year to use would be somebody that either subsequently redshirted or had a medical exemption. So, I mean, technically, we're going to be seeing COVID guys until 2025 or even 2026. But for all intents and purposes, as far as the counting of the numbers goes, coaching staffs don't really have to worry about the impact of the COVID freeze after this season. There you go. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's 405-651-3439. I have bad news. Uh-oh. From the NFL ranks. Really? Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator Dave Canales is considered one of the front runners to become the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. We got to – I say we. no. Tampa's got to keep Dave Canales around. Baker's got to have some continuity, man. I'm going to feel so bad for him if he finally finds himself in a situation conducive to his success. He goes and balls out for a year, and then his offensive coordinator gets yanked to go be a head coach. Oh, no. And it's not like Canales could bring in Baker because they do have Bryce Young there. Yeah, uh, Baker's had his fill of Carolina. Yes, that was a total disaster. Canales is really good, though, man. No doubt about it. And, um, you know, you think about all the coordinators. Who is the biggest clown that Baker worked for? Freddie Kitchens? That's a long list, man. I think it would be Freddie Kitchens. I guess. Like, that's the safe answer, but Baker has worked with so many clowns. Hugh Jackson like, was clownish. Baker has I not would... been able to escape the expansive tent of the circus. I know. Oh, golly. So Canales was with the Seahawks for, what, almost 10 years? It was a long time. Was, was credited there. with, uh, you know, helping Geno Smith become the kind of, you know, much better quarterback than we thought uh, that he would ever be in the NFL. But, man. If a single one of you, I've seen it multiple times, I better not see it again on the text line, you all can stop suggesting that the Buccaneers try and hire Mule Shoe as their O.C., Ooh, it's not financially feasible anyway, and I would have to renounce my fandom. I would have no choice but to renounce my fandom if Mule Shoe were ever employed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know what my wife would do. She roots harder for Baker Mayfield than any player that I, you know, in OU history. And she specifically, of course, every Saturday, what time's USC playing? And Shay is not a hateful person at all. She's very, very kind. But she enjoyed seeing SC take a lot of losses. So, first of all, I'm with you. That'll never happen. But if that did happen, it would be very strange. Really strange. One listener did say, and this is the correct take, Mule Shoe is the biggest clown Baker has worked with. So... Yeah, I was just specifically talking about the NFL, though. And Freddie Kitchens was uh, – who's the most famous clown? In Oklahoma City, it would be Ho-Ho the Clown, but I would say Bozo. But Freddie Kitchens was such a nightmare, he would be uh, Pennywise. We're power-ranking clowns, folks. Welcome That's to right. Off-Season Radio. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are going with Pennywise as Freddie Kitchens because the whole thing was a nightmare. 
Okay, break time right here, 405-651-3439. That's 405. John Wayne Gacy is not a clown that you'd want to meet. You talk about evil clowns. Bad guy. Okay, 405-651-3439. We have time for a few more texts when we get back. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we're back. Time for a few more texts, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. By the way, Sooners in Texas again tonight, 6 o'clock on ESPN. Sooners need to protect the home floor because, well, Oklahoma, you win this when you beat Texas Tech coming up uh, Saturday, both home games obviously tonight, and then Saturday you're 5-2 and two in the league. For Texas, you know, it felt like that win over the weekend against Baylor was was huge, or they were about to really crater. But, you know, I think they're pointing very much to this game as well because, well, obviously it's a rivalry. Texas has won four in a row in Norman. But after this game tonight, Texas goes to Provo this weekend, and they come home on Monday, January 29th, to take on Kelvin and the Cougars. In Austin, then they go to TCU after that. I mean, if you lose tonight, Texas loses tonight, and I know everybody doesn't care. They want Texas to lose. But I'm saying that Texas, they could really have an issue because you lose tonight, you're 2-4 and four in the conference, you have to go to Provo. I mean, you could be looking all of a sudden at like 2-7 and seven possibly or 3-6 and six maybe at best. So what's your gut feeling about tonight? Think the Sooners pulled it out? Especially on their home floor, yes, I think they get it done. I think it'll be a good, close game. Texas has made some big shots in Norman, man. They I mean, have. Some that have been like, really? Yeah, Are you kidding they... me? <laughs> but uh, I'm with you. I think the Sooners win what's going to be a pretty tight game. I think the crowd's going to be really good tonight. What I need is Porter Moser throwing a horns down to Rodney Terry in the handshake line. I think that would be great. Porter would never do that. No, but... he wouldn't. He would not. But... Um, like I said, Texas, I think, and you look at who they've lost to. The one that really stands out is the UCF game. and In Morgantown, you know, KU lost there. They lost by three in Morgantown. But they also, you know, they lost to a UConn team that's obviously got a chance to win the national championship. They lost to a Marquette team. They got blown out by Marquette. Um, and Marquette's really good as well. But um, this is still a very talented Texas team. So you got to show up, man. Be focused, locked in. I think Oklahoma, though, finds a way to win. A listener says, you guys see Gunnar Gundy is back in the transfer portal again? What? Well, apparently he didn't last at OU. Ohio U, yeah. Where is it? No destination? He just, what does the tweet say? I don't know. I hadn't seen a tweet. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's back in the transfer portal. Well, that's, that's crazy. I mean, you haven't even hit a practice. Maybe the weight sessions were too tough or something. I don't know. Crazy. College football is its a symphony of destruction. It's like a Megadeth song. Hopefully, we won't totally self-destruct here, but there you go. I, You know, that is – golly. How active do you think the Sooners will be in the spring – portal window and do you think normally there's some more defections after spring yeah they're, well, they're going to have to be yeah the because the numbers don't add to, up right yeah they're gonna have to cut the cord with some guys 
they're going to have to process a few. I, I bet you the Sooners bring in two, maybe three more guys in the spring portal window. I mean, I think the needs are very obvious, right? And, and they aren't really needs. But at, at this point, you have all of your bases covered as far as legit needs. You're shopping for luxuries, and where you would like to have those luxuries are at defensive tackle, certainly, and along the offensive line if you don't end up getting Garen Hatchett. What's going on with Nate Roberts, by the way? As far as? The latest. I mean, he's visiting visited Ohio State, right? Yeah, visiting Oregon next weekend. Still feel good? Still feel fine. Again, he's going to take his time. He'll take all the big visits, make the most of the process. He's no doubt earned the opportunity. And as I've said before, feels like he committed too soon the first time around, and he's committed to not making that mistake again the second time around. So he's going to dot all the I's, cross all the T's. I'm trying to remember, where, where was he committed? Notre Dame. Notre Dame, that's what I thought. Jackson Arnold, was Jackson Arnold committed to Notre Dame for a while? No, never was. They were leading, though, it looked like, right? Yes. I heard him say on um, Kane Helms and Nick Anderson's podcast that if he wasn't at OU, he'd be at Notre Dame. So, man. There was a thought. Peyton Bowen was committed to Notre Dame. Uh, Yeah, forever. Peyton Bowen, (laughs) it wasn't until recently that – Peyton Bowen had officially spent more time committed to Oklahoma than to Notre Dame. It was almost a full calendar year. He committed on New Year's Day 2022 and was committed all the way up until he flipped on December 23rd. Peyton Bowen, man, that I don't know if anything can be, be topped in that regard. Now, I know that with DJ Hicks, everybody was surprised on his commitment day, but in terms of I don't know. The the you know the OU hat didn't even show up for Peyton Bowen, no, right? That didn't. Didn't he say that somebody was driving it to the ceremony? Was was that the story that was, he forgot? It was under the table. It was under the table. Hmm. God, I, I we were in Balfour that day, and that was like the day the music died when that announcement came Holy out. Holy smokes, man! I have never I have never seen my social media ablaze quite like it was on that day. I've never seen the message boards ablaze quite like they were that day. And then there were a lot of posts and a lot of tweets that were deleted expediently the next day when he signed with Oklahoma. And wasn't there there was a technical error that allowed that to happen? He faxed in the LOI, mm-hmm, right? But left off the AM slash PM designation on the timestamp. <laughs> That's going to be the number one story. That's going to be, you know, when I think of all the other stuff, they, I that one's going to be hard to top, really hard to top. We need to see more Peyton Bowen. Pa- how about Peyton Bowen returning punts? Yeah, give me all of that. Why not? Surely. Peyton Bowen returning punts is long overdue. It needs to happen. Yes. I need that. I agree. All right. want to thank uh, Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring our second hour. We've got a lot ahead, of course, an hour of basically recruiting news and uh, recruiting conversation with these uh, final top 250 lists coming out for 247 and Rivals today. Tyler and Parker will take a deep dive into those, I'm sure. 
Appreciate you guys on the text line as always. You keep it moving. Appreciate that. Gunny says, horns down all day, every day. Yeah. Steely College Sports right now is like the 70s song, Ball of Confusion. Yes, I agree with that as well. Thanks to our friends at Riverwind Casino. Get out and play with your wild card today. Get some extra entries for the big drawing again on Friday nights. Have a great Tuesday.